0: Welcome to the Twenty Minutes of Filler Podcast, Episode Fifty Six. I am your host, Jason Katarski, and I am here with the man, the myth, the legend, Jason Slingerland. Wow, that was quite the intro. I don't know that I can. I don't know that I can live up to that intro. Okay, let me try again. Let me try again. I'm here with. Some dude <laughs> That's Named better. Jason Slinkerlin That's better
1: I feel like I can okay. live up to that yeah, Cool yeah,
0: No yeah. seriously Jason is a good friend of mine We've been friends for a few years He is a podcaster And a game designer And he lives in Kalamazoo, Michigan Which is about Two and a half hours From Flint, Michigan It's the west side of the state Where I am on the East side of the state and we met together in the middle in a little town called Lansing which is our state capital actually so it's not it that is. little um but we met to test some prototypes to play some games to just catch up and hang out and uh the fruit of some of that work we've done today is this podcast for you people yes awesome so first i want to uh, we're going to talk about a game or a couple games we played maybe and I want to share a little bit about Jason's journey and what Jason does to contribute to this uh, gaming hobby that I love so much. So um, Jason is the podcast host, co-host, along with Rob Couch, who's been on the show before. I can't believe that you've never been on the show, Jason. It's true. I know. I'm ashamed. Um, Of a show called Building the Game, a documentary podcast. So why don't you tell folks just a little bit about what Building the Game is all about? How long have you been doing it? What is the heart of that show?
1: Sure. We started uh, building the game back in 2012 uh, when Rob Couch and I wanted to document our journey of becoming game designers. We wanted to start designing games, so we decided to uh, make this podcast and uh, kind of record our journey because we, we couldn't find anything out there that kind of told us what we needed to do. And we thought... Well, if we're gonna go out there and, and screw it up and just try and be like game designers, we might as well make a roadmap for other people to where, if we succeed, great; they can see the success, and if we don't, we can at least show them what not to do. Um, and so, that started in two thousand twelve. Uh, we are just about to celebrate our two hundredth episode. Wow, uh, and that's our main episode. We've also had like fifty bonus episodes. So, um, yeah, we we publish every Monday, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been quite the journey. It's uh, you, it's it's interesting for for. Uh, builders as we call them that's our uh that's our listeners we call them builders uh for them to be part of the journey with us and to uh to lift us up when we're having trouble but also to you know to, to um to just be there to uh to interact with us and talk about their games and our games and it's it's just been a really fun journey of getting to know people
0: that's yeah, it's I've been listening since pretty close to the beginning. We uh, I think you started you said 2012. That's about the time that my first game got published and I started going to conventions more often and yep. we, we met through that scene and I was on an earlier show of yours and I've been on a couple different times, but uh, I, I've really enjoyed as a game designer and as a publisher just listening to your journey because it's been similar to mine in a lot of ways. We're kind of learning things as we go along um, and you've had some really great guests on that have that have been helpful and talking about. Publishing games in the industry. And, but the most impressive thing to me is. About your show is this this portion of the show that you do most almost every episode called Practicing the Pitch. Yeah, yeah. And, and this this part of the show is where you and Rob take turns every episode. like So every other week, one of you will pitch a game. And it's just an idea that you have for a new game. And you say, so here's the idea. Here's how it's going to work. Here's the theme. Here's the story. How does that sound? And then you bounce back ideas and kind of do a brainstorming session on the show. Mm-hmm. So like 200 episodes... Yeah. That means you've each come up with at least like 75 to 80 game pitches. Yeah,
1: I would I would bet that we've probably pitched about 75 games each. Um Wow, that's a, a lot. It is a lot. Um at our 100th episode, we we went back and we uh, looked at every pitch we've done and uh, and it took a long time. <laughs> and it was yeah. funny cuz like I'm sure there are tons of games I pitched that I don't even remember uh, anything about because some of the games we pitch, we actually prototype. Obviously, we can't prototype all of them because we just don't have time, but Um, you know, some have turned into, turned into games we love and we're talking to publishers about and that sort of thing. And others are ones we just, we just pitch afterwards. (laughs) So we also do pitch challenges sometimes if we don't have an idea off the top of our head, uh, where we'll, um, you know, if we don't have anything, something planned, then we'll do a pitch challenge where we, uh, are forced to come up with a, with a game on the spot. Not something we've, we've gotten pretty good at (laughs) because we've had to do it several times. So, um, yeah, but no, that is, that is a lot of people who listen to the show that's one of their favorite parts because they just like hearing people pitch, uh, pitch game ideas, so...
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's really neat to, to just see you guys on the fly coming up with stuff or like think about every week you guys have to sit down to a blank piece of paper, come up with an idea. And like you said, there's there's a process to this. So you come up with a, like raw ideas and then you're going to take it if it's a good idea and put it in the prototyping stage. Yep. And then if it's a good idea after you test it some more and get some feedback from people, then you might be ready to like pitch it to publishers and then you might get a deal or you might get a deal and lose a deal and then get another deal and then lose a deal and then you might do your own games like this is what this industry is like right so like in in any creative pursuit like this there's ups and downs there's stuff that you're learning as you go and it takes like consistent work so like the heart of your show is like this podcast documentary about becoming published designers so just briefly tell me a little bit about what your journey has been like for me somebody who's never made a game before to like where you are now and how like the show and this weekly accountability you have with Rob has helped you move move forward in the direction that you want to go.
1: Well, the journey the journey has been quite interesting. You know, um, I've worked on several games, pitched a lot of games to publishers, have two games signed with publishers, uh, lost said games to publishers. Um, I uh, self published a game called Water Balloon Washout on Kickstarter because uh, I wanted to see what that experience would be like. So I just did a small print run of a game and published it just for the heck of it uh, to see what it would be like to publish a game. Uh, and deal with Kickstarter, because one, I I wanted to try it, but another big reason was because I thought for our show it was beneficial for the listeners to get to see how that worked. Um, Yeah, right now I'm working on a lot of different stuff, trying to pitch it to different publishers. Uh, You know, I've met so many other designers, and I feel like I've learned so much. Uh, Rob from our show has two signed games uh, that he's got with publishers, which is exciting, and uh, yeah, it's just been, um, it's, it's it's a crazy journey, and you never quite never quite know what's gonna happen uh in this industry right so
0: yeah that's it's it's been it's been cool
1: to watch you guys grow uh rob's game is on kickstarter still um depending on when you publish this it might be it's saloon tycoon go check it out you can either back it or see how well it did it's done very well so far
0: yeah and and you you have like you said uh water balloon washout which is a cool kind of like take that uh, simple simple card game that you did yourself on Kickstarter, and what did that teach you like doing a game yourself on Kickstarter as it as a designer?
1: that I don't want to do it again <laughs>
0: that you don't want to be a publisher?
1: Yeah, that I don't want to be a publisher. I mean, I had a good time. um part of me would like to try it again only because I learned so many lessons doing it that I would love to uh I would love to uh, put those lessons to use, but I just haven't found anything yet that I feel like I could do on my own. It would be worthwhile for me to do rather than. Uh, to have somebody else do so um yeah maybe someday maybe someday but yeah you you learn a lot about you can look at kickstarters and think oh i would do it differently i would try that this would work better and and then you'll find out that that may not be the case (laughs) when you do it yourself (laughs) Um, but i did learn a lot of lessons personally about okay do it this way do it that way um and that is uh you know those are things i've definitely carried with me uh going forward
0: yeah, that's that's cool. I I totally get that. It's not for everybody. I'm learning that I really love publishing and I and I still like designing, but I get to put on different hats when it, when I get to do that. So that's that's cool. So when you think about like what is your favorite um game design that you have like pitched or prototyped on your show? Like what give us a little taste of Jason Slingerland? Like what is something the, um, besides Watermelon Washout, maybe, that, that you were really proud of, that you really are just excited that you came up with that idea and that it worked or something?
1: Um, <clears throat> that's a good question. Uh, it's always hard not just to say the newest game you're working on because that always feels like the best idea you've ever had when you're working on it. <laughs> um, I, you know, the second game I ever... Uh, the first game I ever... Proto- well, the second game I ever prototyped as part of the show. Uh, was uh, called Gunsling and Ramblers, and that's a game that I've been really happy with. It's a it's uh, it's a game about cowboys playing poker and having gunfights, and uh, it's uh, it's one that I've had with some publishers and hasn't worked out um, for various reasons. And another one that I'm you know the one that I'm looking to find another publisher with, and I'm working on that for this convention season. And uh, but that game, I really like it because uh, it has a lot of really fun interactions with uh, with other players. Uh, the idea is you're playing uh, uh, a character, uh, a cowboy who's um, or ramblers as we call them in the game, who's who's in this poker tournament. Uh, and you don't actually have to know how to play poker to play the game. But one of the things I love about the characters in specific is a lot of times in a game when you're given a character, that's your character. You play them for the whole game. And this game encourages you to lose your character via gunfights, via drinking. <laughs> um, and I, I like that about I like that about the game. Um, I think the other game that I've been really happy with lately. Uh, is a game uh, right now I'm calling Minecart madness and it's a, uh, it's a game I'm going to be demoing this con season for publishers and for, for feedback. Um, and what I like so much about that is I designed that as part of the grand con, uh, de- game design challenge. We had 24 hours, which really worked out to be about eight to 12 hours of work that we could put into it in that time, um, to design a game and, and, and uh, uh, pitch it to publishers. And, uh, and I did and my, in the game got like third place, I think. And, uh, and it, it made me really happy because it's a, just a crazy racing game about mine carts and uh, I was able to move forward with that and and make it into something really cool that I'm really proud of now, um, but it's because I had that initial pressure that forced me to just get a game done, and I, I liked that, you know. I, I wish I could do that more often. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's when it just happens like that. That's like such a gift because sometimes you just feel like you're in the trenches, like working hard, and you like you're digging and digging and digging, and you're not coming up with anything. Which, is, hey, that's appropriate because we're talking about a mining game, right? Digging yeah, and digging and digging. Yeah. but this one was just like there, and I was there at Grand Con when you designed this. I played it like on day two, right? And I'm like, "That's cool. You should keep working on this. There's something here." And then we just played it again today, and it's come a long ways. And like, I was kind of feeling like. And this game is pretty close to finished. Like, there's not a whole lot more work to be done besides finding a publisher that would be a good fit for it. Right. So hopefully, uh, that game, uh, that game gets some traction. You're going to unpub six this year, right? Yep.
1: Yep. So hopefully, you'll be showing it off there, trying to get it in front of some publishers and see if anybody's interested. So yeah.
0: So if you're at the Baltimore, uh, in the Baltimore area, that come in April. Uh, come hang out and, and look for Jason and I'll be I'll be one around too. You can maybe play some of his prototypes. It's a great event that really gives you a behind the scenes look at like what game design looks like and and a bunch of creative people will be there showing off prototypes and connecting with publishers. And we—it's open to the public, so people come and play games. And it's—it's it's an awesome, awesome event for the design community. It just shows me shows so much of what I love about this whole gaming community—the um, creativity, the connections—really uh, good stuff. So, as we like to do on this show, we talk about fillers. So, I just want to—I want to ask you, like, like what are a couple of your favorite filler games?
1: Um. Yeah, gosh, that's a great question that I should have prepared for being on your show. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to think of favorite games that I have. Uh, you know, one of the games I really like that's a small easy to play game is Parade. Oh yeah, that's um, a great game. That's a uh, that's I, what I love so much about that game is that the the design is so simple on it. There's one mechanic basically, right? You play a card if the card meets the criteria of being larger then the cards that come after it after a certain point or the same color, then you take the card and you don't want to take cards. You want to take as few cards as possible uh, to get the lowest score possible. It's like golf scoring. Um, And I just, I love it. That game makes me angry because it's so simple. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's a good one. Uh, Lately, my family has been playing a lot of sushi go. Um, That's just a fun little game to play that you can teach to anyone. Uh, One of the games, uh, uh, two of the games actually recently that I showed to my, uh, my wife and, and also my mom when she was in town, uh, that they really dug was uh, best treehouse ever. Actually, they awesome. really like that. And also, I uh, I had an early copy. You sent me a walk on fire uh, that I got to mess around with, and that also they really like that as well. So, wow, I'm not that's great. not saying it just because we're on the show, but you you make filler games, and filler games are kind of what I like. So that helps. That's that makes um, me feel good because right. what I'm trying to
0: do is make filler games. that are going to rise to the top of those lists when we when I ask right. that question. I hope that Green Couch games show up there. So that's right. that's cool.
1: Yeah, no, so those are ones I really like. Uh, and then today, I think we can talk about what we played today, right? We played, yeah, let's do that. We played Mr. Jack Pocket, which I, uh, I'm i a huge fan of Phantom of the Opera, um, which is kind of a filler game because it plays pretty quick, and it's just two players, so to me it feels kind of fillery. It's big, though. It's a big box. Um, but it's a great game. It's by Bruno Cathala, who's probably my favorite designer. Um, and uh, we played Mr. Jack Pocket, which uses the same system. Actually, Phantom of the Opera uses the same system as Mr. Jack does. Um, but Mr. Jack pocket was a lot of fun. Like it, yeah, you're just trying to either be You're either Jack the Ripper trying to hide or you are the inspector trying to find, um, Jack who Jack the Ripper is. And it's very compact. Uh, but you get a lot in that little box. Like I like, yeah, it's got really sturdy
0: tiles. It's got some action discs that are also tiles and
1: flip in the air to determine what happens. And that sounds weird. But when you do it, it's actually really cool to be able to just toss the games in the air and, Other cards in the air and, uh, see how they land. And that kind of sets up the randomness for you. And I really dug that.
0: Yeah. That felt, it felt really fresh to me. I actually tried Mr. Jack, uh, several years ago and it, and it fell flat for me. I don't know if it was just the time in my life that it it just felt like less rewarding than other games that I was playing. But now that I, I know something more about myself and I know that I like small compact games, like this really scratched a cool itch because you got the the puzzling out it 's a deduction game, so you 're trying to you 're trying to um narrow down the suspects of who Mr. Jack is. He could be any one of these nine characters in disguise, right. each one is a tile um, that has the the picture in the middle and then some roadways pathways going out of it, and the paths connect to the other tiles. And what you're trying to do is you move your three pieces, either Toby, Watson, or Sherlock, around the outside of the board. You want to get the, if you're Mr. if you're the investigators, you want to get one of your investigators in the line of sight of some of the cards. Because then after you move them around, which you do by choosing different actions, you can choose you can change the orientation of the tiles, swap some tiles, move the investigators around, or draw alibi cards to kind of rule people out. What when you what you're trying to do is is that by getting in line of sight, Mr. Jack, the person playing them is going to say whether or not you are in line of sight with one of those three inspectors, with that character, um, that is disguised, Mr. Jack, and then you can narrow down the tiles by flipping them to the other side. So my goal as the investigator would be to get down to one suspect. While Mr. Jack's school would be to get six hourglass things. So what would you collect by, by not being in line of sight and by collecting alibis on his side, because then you've wasted too much of the investigators time and Jack gets away. So it's really simple, but it's really clever. And just like, reorienting these tiles moving these tiles um did like how am i going to stop how am i going to give the least amount of information that is helpful away to the other person how am i going to gain it as the investigators and it only takes about like 10 or 15 minutes yeah so like it was a lot of like not just component wise was it a lot of game in that little compact box but it felt like a big experience
1: it does it feels like a big game in a little box that also plays really fast so So yeah,
0: yeah, it was, it was hitting on all cylinders there. So, uh, Mr. Jack pocket, it's like a $15 game or $10 game. If you, if you can find it and, um, by one of the greats, Bruno Cathala, who who you, you've had some run-ins with because of your show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've been fortunate enough to, he was, he's Bruno Cathala and I got to tell him this on a podcast, which I felt really good about was that he's, he's the reason I started designing games. I played a game of his called lawless way back in the day and, um, and I played the game and it was different. It was the first, it was one of the first games I'd played that was, uh, that was a different kind of gamery game. Right. And that made me think, gosh, this is cool. Like games can be different. And, uh, and that made me, I designed a game. The first game I ever designed was that after that It was terrible. It was called three ring Circus, and it was basically a ripoff of lawless. <laughs> um, I mean, I used a lot of the same mechanics and stuff. um, And, uh, but, but I loved it. You know, my game was terrible. His was great, but, uh, but that, you know, that has really inspired me and that's what made me start designing. But yeah, last year we did an event at Gen Con called the Iron Design Contest, which we host every year, uh, where we pit two, two game designers against each other in a steel cage and, uh, put them through terrible trials of game design, uh, to see who will be the Iron Design winner. And, uh, yeah, uh, we've done, uh, two of them. This year will be our third year at Gen Con. The first year, the, uh, contestants were uh Ben Pinchback and uh Andy Lennox yep, of yep. this show. And uh also uh last year was Jason Tagmeyer and Ben Pinch no Jason Tagmeyer and um Josh Mills. Josh Mills. Green Josh Couch Mills. Games
0: Designer, one of our next games. Yes, so yeah. Yes, so. Awesome. Yeah, it was that's a really fun it's a free event that you guys can do at Gen Con if you want to come and check it out. Um Hilarity and just we just we just had a blast. And yeah. a lot of designers show up too, like friends of ours just to yep. hang out and, and um,
1: mock people and yell and yeah, so it was uh, a
0: good, uh, refreshing release from uh, being hunched over the table under fluorescent lights all weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's,
1: uh, and we have a fun time, Rob and I have a fun time just hosting it. And our, our friend Chris Kopack, uh he uh, he videographers it. So they actually are, you can go to our website, com, and you can actually, uh, there's a tab for Iron Design. If you go to that, we have the videos posted, so you can see the last two years. Awesome. Uh, and they were pretty funny. The first year, you were a judge. I was. I was so, yeah. a judge. And then yeah. you
0: dumped me like an old girlfriend. Well, every year we like to swap <laughs> out judges.
1: Uh, so, no, that's cool. Yeah. I get it. In fact, the uh, the loser gets to be a judge. So this year, Josh Mills will be a judge. Nice.
0: So, I like yeah. it. I'll be there for that. So, hey, uh, thanks, Jason, for coming on the show. Yeah. You have Unpub coming up in April. Uh, you have Gen Con. What? Uh, where can people interact with you, find out more about you and your show, and what else is going on with you?
1: Well, definitely buildingthegamepodcast.com. It's a great website. It's got all of our shows, and we have our entire archive out there, so you can go back all the way to the first episode. I think uh, iTunes only holds the last hundred, so we have all of them on our show, uh, on our podcast, on our uh, website. <laughs> uh, also, you can find me on Twitter a lot of times, at, at JASlingerland, um, uh, which is... Oh, let's just get spell that. It's at J A S L I N G E R L A N D, um, and I'm on Twitter a lot. Uh, I respond to everyone who tweets at me, um, and uh, yeah, uh, you can also email me at buildingthegamepodcast@gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, no, check out the show. If you like game design at all, I think you'll like it. Uh, or if you like nerdy stuff in general, we usually spend a good ten minutes at the beginning just talking about nerdy stuff and gaming gamey stuff and movies and stuff. So we have a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. All
0: right. So here's what's going to do we have a copy of Jason's game, Water Balloon Washout, to give away. And I'm going to throw in a Green Couch Games title of your choice that is out. So nice. Fidelitas, Best Treehouse Ever, or Jurassic Attack. Um, all you have to do to enter is to uh, tweet at us at Jason Slingerland, J A Slingerland, and at Jason Katarski. Uh, hashtag 20 minutes of filler with the number 20 two, zero, and tell us your favorite filler game. And we'll pick one of those people who talk to both of us and use that hashtag to send a game to or two games actually. Yeah, so, awesome. um, so please uh, check that out so we can get some more fun on your table. Uh, Jason, thanks for coming on the show. We yeah. appreciate it. We'll have to do this more often. Um, and we thank you guys for listening until next time. We hope you get out there and play some great little games.